Good morning, everyone. You're tuning to the news and morning mixtape. It is Monday, March 13th, and I'm your host, Mariana Schwitz, reporting for CJRU 12 8 a.m. in Toronto, and here are our top stories from today. In Canada, Meta is to block access to news on Facebook and Instagram if Online News Act is adopted as is. And at the 95th Academy Awards last night, Canadian artists took home some prizes. And then we'll hear from Charlene with the story on the pink tax on women's products. So let's get started. If the Online News Act bill passes, Canadians will not be able to access news on Facebook or Instagram, announced Meta. Lisa LaVenture, a spokesperson to the parent company behind these two popular social media platforms, Meta, shared the decision in an email on Saturday, saying the bill's current provisions would place the company in an unattainable position. Some of the email read, a legislative framework that compels us to pay for links or content that we do not post and which are not the reason the vast majority of people use our platforms is neither sustainable nor workable, she wrote. The Online News Act, also known as PC18, would require digital platforms such as Meta and Google to negotiate deals that would compensate Canadian media companies for linking to or repurposing their content online. Tech giants such as Meta and Google have been voicing their concerns with the bill for a while now. On the other hand, large Canadian media companies and the federal liberal government have supported the bill, saying it would level the playing field for news outlets that compete with tech firms for advertising dollars. Heritage Minister Pablo Rodriguez said in a statement, Once again, it's disappointing to see that Facebook has resorted to threats instead of working with the Canadian government in good faith. This tactic didn't work in Australia and it won't work here. In 2021, Facebook tried to block a similar law in Australia. Quickly, it backtracked after the Australian government made changes to an arbitration mechanism in the bill. According to the Canadian press, Rodriguez said, Canadians won't be intimidated by Meta's tactics. He said, All Facebook has done up to this point is show up a comedian, delay, obstruct, refuse to answer questions, and threaten Canadians. Google, another company that feels threatened by the bill, recently began a five-week test that limited access to news for some Canadian users. It is set to end March 16th. And at the 95th Academy Awards last night, some Canadian creators took home the prize. Canadian writer-director Sarah Polly took home the Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay for her adaptation of Miriam Tao's novel Women Talking. In her acceptance speech, Polly thanked the Academy and said, Miriam Tao's wrote an essential novel about a radical democracy in which people who don't agree on every single issue manage to sit together in a room and carve out a way forward together, free of violence. They do so not just by talking, but also by listening. The last line of our film is delivered by a one woman to a baby saying, your story will be different than ours. It's a promise, a commitment. Women Talking was also nominated for Best Picture, but ended up not winning the prize. Instead, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once won the ceremony's biggest honor and dominated the competition, taking home seven of the 11 awards they were nominated for. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once won Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Original Screenplay for directing duo The Daniels. Best Actress for Michelle Yeoh, Best Supporting Actress and Actor for Jeremy Lou Curtis and Ki-Hu Kwan, respectively, and Film Editing for Paul Rogers. Still, more Canadians were honored at the event last night. Toronto filmmaker Daniel Rohr took home the Best Documentary Feature Prize for Navalny, a documentary about wrongly imprisoned Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny, a thorn in the side of Russian leader Vladimir Putin. 
where we dedicated the award to Nabony and to all wrongly imprisoned people around the world. For the whale, Montreal-born makeup and prosthetics artist Adrian Morat won the award for best, ma best makeup and hairstyling. For the same movie, Canadian-American actor Braden Fraser, the lead in The Whale, was honored with the Best Actor Award. According to the Journal Star, he's the first Canadian to win this category in Oscar history. Turning red, Domi She's picture-produced Love Letter to Toronto was also nominated for an award last night. But Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio ended up winning in the Best Animated Picture category. Well, that was it for me today, and now I'll leave you with an interesting report on the pink tax done by Charlene. It's kind of where we really see the inequality between genders, where women are targeted by being charged more for um, essentially the same pro products. That's how Christy Wang, a second-year fashion student at Toronto Metropolitan University, feels when she, along with many other women, head out for necessity items amid the rising cost of living. I think it's awful. I mean, especially living in Toronto where everything is so expensive. Rent, rent is already insane, plus tuition and all of that. I feel like I shouldn't be paying more for necessary items. However, a little known fact is that certain women's items cost more than men's, often sold in smaller packaging or decorated with so-called female-friendly scents and colors to entice potential buyers. Deemed the pink tax, Ottawa-based gender studies expert Agatha Schwartz says between the earnings gap and the higher cost of women's items, women are placed at a further disadvantage in society. It's, a, it's quite stressful, especially for, for young women who are living on a tight budget and have a limited income, and that can lead to a lot of uh, to mental health issues, to depression. This is particularly troublesome for Wang, as she says the higher costs of student life in an era of high inflation have already taken its toll on her wallet. She admits to buying some men's products, such as razors, because it's cheaper. There's definitely stuff where I will purchase men's items. One thing is, like, for example, razors. Um, I've noticed that women's are just so much more expensive for no reason. They're the same thing. They do the same thing. Um, of course, uh, maintaining a, you know, a positive uh, self-image is extremely important for, for our mental health. And, um, and if uh, you have to struggle, you know, uh, I'm, am I going to pay the rent or am I going to eat a healthy meal today or am I going to use a, you know, a makeup product that I think makes me look better or whatever, uh, if you have to juggle these kind of uh, expenses, it's, a, it's quite stressful. I'm here at a shopper's drug mart in Toronto and I just want to give you a little perspective on pink tax in action. Here's a women's deodorant for $10.99. It comes out to 15 cents a gram. In comparison, the male equivalent costs $9.99 and they're getting two more grams than the women's. So they're paying 13 cents a gram. That makes the women's deodorant cost 14% more. Now, let me take a look at razors. So the most expensive women's one here seems to be a six pack for $42.99. But when I go to the men's section, I can't find anything that costs more than $73.99 for 12, which comes out to roughly $36.99 for six. So, you know, it's really quite something to see the price difference so blatantly displayed on these shelves, yet many shoppers and even employees aren't aware these differences exist. Wow, yeah, I honestly, I didn't even notice that. And that is 
very strange to me. That doesn't really make any sense. Keenan McKenna, who has worked at Shoppers for four years, says the idea of pink tax isn't fair. And now that he's aware of the price difference, he'll notice it next time he's stocking shelves. The cost of living just on its own is bad enough. So if you're hiking up prices based on gender products, that's, that's even worse, as far as I can see. Do you think that in the future you're going to notice these differences more that I've pointed out to you? Yeah, certainly. Pink tax isn't just prevalent in the beauty aisle. Certain kinds of insurance, healthcare products, clothing, and even children's toys cost more for females than males. A 2016 study found that pink tax cost women an average of $1,300 more per year on necessity items when compared to men's. While Ontario attempted to pass the bill to end gender-based price discrimination in 2005, it was never made into a law. It is difficult to live under um, a government that doesn't particularly support women. For CJRU, I'm Charlene Hatcher in Toronto. With this, let's wrap up our news for this morning. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I will be back next week with some more news and morning mixtape. But until then, tune in tomorrow for more. It's CJIO 1280 AM in Toronto. I'm Mariana Schwitzit. Thanks for listening.